Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Sup, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Red Barn Brewing Company, which is located just outside of Blenheim, Ontario. Yes. And as always, we're going to be having two beers today. No, wait. What? Oh, wow. No. Whoa, whoa, Aggressive, that was my yeah. boy. We're, we're not just having two beers today. Uh, we decided to supersize the episode today because that... Is how producer Bruce likes things. Super sized. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Big Donnie's guy. Oh yeah. Big, yeah, oh, yeah. Big oh, yeah. Yes. Big big super size fan. Uh, we're gonna have six different beers. <sighs> I can't have six beers. Well, six. do not do not worry. Okay. We're having smaller sizes. Right. We're gonna have them in tasters. Thank you. Uh, because of course, drink responsibly. I I wouldn't be able to do it. I swear. Right. Um, sounds like something you can't do. There you go. So what a treat for the listeners. Oh, yeah. Right? We're actually going to be dividing this into two different sections of flight styles. Uh, the first one is going to be a traditional style, and the second one is going to be flavored beer. Yes. And to finish up the episode, you're going to hear our goodbyes, because there's no thematic conversation today, because, well, we're having six beers. And we're back. We're so, back. yes, we are. Red Barn is located at... 20466 Lagoon Road, just outside of Blenheim, and about five to ten minutes off the 401. Red Barn is located in what? What would it be located in? Uh, Green orange. picnic table. <laughs> I was going to say Orange House. Green picnic table. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that one coming. It's a red barn. It's a big picnic table. A large <laughs> it must barn. be a really big picnic table. <laughs> yes. The world's largest. <laughs> <laughs> so, co owned by Denny and Sandy Verrett, along with Dan English. Their first priority is family. And the beer is what brings everyone together. Inspired from the family legacy, including Pepe and Meme, who immigrated from Belgium to Canada in 1955. And Pepe was a home brewer all his life. Wow. All his life? Yeah, like when he was six, he was just <laughs> He was brewing. brewing. There yeah. you go. All right, so Denny would go down into the basement and watch Pepe, you know, complete the chemistry of making beer, which we've discussed previously. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of things going to quite a process. Yeah. It's a lot of chemistry for sure. Now, unfortunately, Pepe passed away in 2001. Uh, Denny was going down to the basement uh, one day, and there was one stubby bottle uh, left of what mm. Pepe made. So that uh, bottle itself would actually go with Denny to uh, some of the places that he moved to thereafter or traveled to. So awesome. Took it with him. Well, I will say, pretty cool that Pepe was brewing beer and putting it in stubby bottles. Yeah. Uh, yes, right? I love a good stubby bottle. Let's start bottle. a hashtag, bring stubbies back. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. let's do it. Uh, so in 2013, after seeing that stubby bottle again, uh, Denny had a thought that maybe Pepe wanted to take it to the next level, like next level past home brewing. So at that time, uh, where the, the Red Barn Brewery is, it was just a dirt field. And then gradually over time with, you know, construction, licensing and bigger equipment, uh, it's all turned into what it is today, which is one of the must travel to destinations in southwestern Ontario and definitely something that Pepe would be proud of. Yeah. So speaking of destinations, they were actually the winner of the 2022 Ontario Trillium Resiliency Award in both innovation and collaboration for beverage co category. So That's awesome. Kudos yeah. to them. There it is. They also just keep on building and adding. So it's nice to see the expansion hasn't just kind of stopped. They mm -hmm. built it and they're done. They keep yeah. on keep on adding to it, which is nice. They've actually partnered with the Lower Thames Conservation Authority, um, LTCA, to create a unique natural setting where visitors are able to um, sit down, you know, reserve private fire pits, and enjoy the actual conservation of the area. Mm -hmm. So they've taken a little bit of an environmental approach here, and um, yeah, I think it kind of plays well then for their location. Red exactly. Barn, Egg, uh, Ford, and um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it'll be good to uh, see that. 
Yeah. Soon enough, right? Yeah. Happy um, so Red Barn is a way to thank contributors for helping out at the start of the, you know, building a barn, had the Build a Barn campaign, in which each package that was sold, Red Barn saved $50 of that, that was then donated to local projects, charities, and activities within the Chatham-Kent area. And it was kind of funny because the um, Build a Barn campaign wasn't started on like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter. It was actually called Barn Raiser. Yeah. Nice. I've heard of that before. <laughs> right? was, yeah, I thought that was a little clever. That makes, it makes sense to use that when you're building a barn, right? Absolutely. That's <laughs> actually super can. clever. Yeah, exactly. Can. So that barn was raised uh, and opened on July 1st, 2020. So Canada Day, of course. Uh, and the brewery thought at that point that they had enough stock for about two months uh, of, of business. And they sold out in two days. So uh, obviously... Big demand for beer in the Blenheim area. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that, unfortunately, required them to close for a month. Yeah, Yeah, which which is not great. (laughs) Um, So during that month, obviously, they brew more beer, have more stock uh, to keep up with that demand. But ever since, they've been good. uh, And absolutely, you know, a lot of demand is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. For sure. Absolutely, right? You know, if if, as I said, if you make good beer, people will find you. Yes, absolutely. Located, right? absolutely. So these days, plenty of special events going on, including the Barn Laughs uh, series, which happens every month except December because it's kind of later in the month, and that would coincide with Christmas, and Christmas is a whole other thing. Um, you know, local music asks, and also surprise mystery concerts. Ooh. Yes. I like so a they, surprise sometimes. Right? They only get... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I like a surprise sometimes. Like a kinder surprise or just yeah. like a regular surprise? Well, it's a regular surprise. I don't know. It depends on what the surprise is. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so they only give it the style of music beforehand, you know, country, alt rock, etc. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, in terms of uh, food wise, um, they do bring food trucks in throughout the summertime, but kind of through the wintertime, it gets, uh, you know, it's a little cold outside. So you food trucks out, you know, is, people yeah. in their parkas waiting for a poutine. I I don't mind that. Depends how good the food is, right? Like sure. I would I would wait in the cold for some. If you great make food. good food, they will come and find you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter what the I temperature is. I always say is. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good surprise sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier on when I was talking, but I I haven't been. I don't think anybody. No, I have not. Do we uh, want to go? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if they've won an award from a tourism industry, like that means that they're doing good stuff, and I would love to see what it is that they're doing. I think a little bus tour should be in order, you know? Well, yeah, Blenheim's not too far away from us. Uh, right? Skip it a jump. Yeah. yeah. Now, on Untapped, they have 56 beers uh, with an average rating of 3.69 out of the five and just over 5,000 check-ins. Um, obviously, none of us have had them before. That's right. right? We're changing that today. Yeah. we might Going have all the way up to six. It's a big number. It is a big number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if, if you are going to the brewery they're now in their winter hours uh which are basically just the weekends so friday to saturday 12 to 9 and sunday 12 to 6 um and just a note if you are going don't call them to try to make a reservation there are no reservations uh but they do say the first to arrive gets the first beer so second arrive might get the second one and if Math you're, adds up. If you're there before, when the beer's gone, then you get no beer. I was going to say, if you're the last one there, they've sold out. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wait a couple days. <laughs> uh, so, and delivery-wise, a $15 flat rate shipping across Ontario. Uh, but it is free if that order gets over $100. So, again, collaborate. Yes. Get on at least $100 worth of beer, so you get free delivery. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Uh, well, as always, of course, we're going to link to Red Barn's information on our social media so you can uh, check them out. And we're going to get on to the first three beers. Well, a big shout out and thank you to Denny from Red Barn for sending us the beers that we're having on today's episode. Thanks. Thank you, yeah. Denny. Denny. Six beers. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to get right into the first one. It's dive right in. So the first beer of Red Barn's traditional style beers is Home Farm, which is a blonde ale. 4.8 ABV, 14 IBUs. So after a day in the field, you need a nice cold beer. And this one comes with hints of biscuit. The relaxed malt profile contributes to the soft flavors in this crisp, refreshing beer. Yeah. Uh, So if anyone's kind of wondering, like, why are we having six beers on today's episode compared to our usual two? Uh, Basically, we told Denny, you know, hey, this is the concept of our podcast. We do two beers per episode. Um, And then he sent us six beers. So we said, okay, 
we'll, we'll <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just do six, <laughs> and, and we'll split them all up. So we're just kind of you know going with the flow here. But either way, thanks Denny for for sending the beers again. So uh, on Untapped, as always, you can follow us at the Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. Uh, now. Home Farm, this first beer, has 254 check-ins with an average rating of 3.62 out of 5. Very good. So, let's get on the first one. we got to make things a little bit quicker as we go through it because we got a lot to do. So, um, let's grab the can. <laughs> the one can. Yeah. And let's... He said to grab the can. I was just trying to rip, grab the can. Oh, my God. Let's uh, open her up. Oh, there we go. All right. Well, Pass that over to the producer. Right. So we're, we're going to fill a, a little bit of time here because Bruce is going to pour these beers into our taster glasses yes. uh, for us. Um, but I'll uh, comment on Bruce's pour right now. Yes. So we will let you know that, of course, we are drinking these out of your favorite taster glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. It's true. Yeah, I think next time what we'll do is... Um, I'll crack it open and we'll, we'll pour first and then uh, we'll leave the producer for the picture after. You think yeah. Maybe that'd be a yeah. better idea. Yeah, Bruce can wait till the end, right? Yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. Yeah. That way we have an opportunity to talk about the beer ahead of time. Um, yeah. Well, we're getting these into our taster glasses now, so let's... Uh, very, not? very light yeah. in color. I think we can all comment on that. The head looks like there's some decent head on her. Um, looks very well carbonated. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. Uh, again, what, what do you think about the uh, the color? Oh, oh my oh god! Maybe goodness. you should pour last. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so bad. anyway, color bad. again. Exactly what you can expect from a blonde ale. It's it's kind of that blonde color. Yeah, and right? it, it's uh, quite you know see through. Um, I can see right through it, uh, and I can see a lot of carbonation going on, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, very translucent. Okay. Um, all right, well let's let's drink it. Get right into it. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Okay, there is no spillage on the carpet. Good. Just making mm-hmm. sure there. Mm-hmm. Good. Good job. Okay. I love how you patted yourself on the back for saying good job after I said there's no spillage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying you did not no, have spillage. You. Okay. Okay, yes. Well, good job to myself. Of there course. you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is, is crisp. It's yes. uh, very clean, very easy, a very easy drinking beer. Some good flavors in it, though, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it's what I would expect from like a blonde ale or a golden ale, right? Um, not nothing crazy overwhelming in terms of flavors, but it does have a nice Christmas to it. Or crisp. Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is right around yeah. the corner. Yeah, 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 about yeah. a month away. Uh, but crispness to it, um, and yeah, I, th- I think like a little bit of that, like a very tiny amount of maltiness coming through at the end. Um, I think this is a, a pretty well. Well-rounded beer. A beer that's needed after a long day in the fields, that's for sure. Yes, this would be a great beer on, like, a really warm summer day. And just to kind of touch on the... crushable. Yes, just to kind of touch on the can label. Uh, very well-designed uh, painting by um, Julie <clears throat> Velboom. Um, so it's a barn, the silo, the cow, the home, just a, you know... A very traditional... Traditional uh, home farm. farm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I think this is a good beer to start with. Um, Absolutely. You know, with the... The home barn, uh, yeah, I think it's it's good. Uh, in terms of the flavor profile, so we'll run through the flavor profiles for each of these uh, six beers, and you know, as we usually do, and comment on those. So the first one uh, is crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely crisp. crisp. I'm getting lots of crispness, yes. as I mentioned. Uh, not Christmas, uh, but number two is refreshing. Definitely refreshing. Yeah. Uh, number three is, <laughs> it's just a bunch of yes men here. Yeah. Uh, number three is biscuity. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I am yeah. getting, there's a, it's a, like a light gram. Yeah. And that's what I was yeah. kind of, I think, alluding to when I said uh, like that maltiness. So I think biscuity describes it a lot better than how I had described it. So we, I would agree. We've been through this now in a couple of episodes, <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the next one is uh, a lemony which I would say I'm not getting lemon on this one. Tail bit on the back end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not For bad. Me. Yeah. More, I'm getting more of the next than I am mm-hmm. of that. So. Okay. And the last one, uh, which you mentioned, is clove. 
So you're getting a lot of clove on this one? Yes, yes. almost feel like it uh, could have been a little bit of banana in here. could have made it a half, but because, uh, you know, you have the banana and cloves yeah. tied in. But, you know, I, yeah, I quite like this beer, actually. Well. Nice, uh, nice, crisp, you know, what's needed after a long day in the field or maybe like a good, you know, just a day outside in hot, hot weather. Yeah, maybe that's- a good beer on the patio when they have it open. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah, that's why I think this is a great beer to start with, because this is like the, I'd say this is probably, I'm guessing, one of their best sellers at, at the brewery. Like this is a really easy drinking beer. Uh, and I would imagine a lot of people going for this. All right. I'm going to uh, keep this train moving along because we do have several beers that we have to do. And there's a lot of coordination with uh, producer Bruce on this one. Um, so I'll start our ratings off. How about that? How do you like yeah. them apples? I like that idea. Very no. good. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to say a lot of yes, man. A lot of yes, but I knew you'd say it. Um, so I'm going to start off with a four. Four, okay. Uh, yeah, very, very light, yeah. very crushable. Yeah. Um, well done. I, I feel like I could have this in a hot day, a cool day. doesn't matter what kind of day. Yeah, so I enjoy this beer, but not as much as a four. Uh, yeah. And that biscuitiness is kind of leaving like a bit of an aftertaste for me. So I like it. I'm going to go with a 3.25 on okay. this one. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to sit right you know, right in the middle, right average, 3.5. Pretty. Producer Bruce. <laughs> right in the middle of who? <laughs> <laughs> That's for me to know when you define it. <laughs> uh, Producer Bruce is also giving it a 3.5. All right. So that is going to give us an overall team score of the 3.5625. Uh, yes. Good math. Good job. There you go. So we're going to round that down to a 3.5. Yes, yes we are. Which makes sense. Uh, so now we're going to have our second beer. So we're not going to, you know, cut it or and play our fancy music or anything. We're just going to keep on keeping on. Keep on going. So the second beer that we are having is called the Share Cropper, which is a wheat beer. Uh, comes in at 6.5% ABV with 27 IBUs. And there are 208 check-ins with an average of 3.59 out of 5. So this sharecropper is a tribute to Pepe. Uh, it's a hazy Belgian-style wheat beer that has a subtle orange touch and decent dose of spices. The yeast's unique character is present through this flavor-forward, smooth-tasting wit. Very good. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> keep your hands to yourself, Brett. I'm going oh, <laughs> to grab the can on this one. <laughs> 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 All right, let's. My hands are in my pockets. You, sh- yeah, you sure yeah, do. You do. All right, let's open her up. All right, little change of plans here. We're going to do a little pour first. Yeah. And then the handoff. Oh, there it Look is. Look at that. We'll, we'll just let uh, Bruce do his little photo uh, at the end. A little later. Yeah. Got to save some for his taster. Yeah, <laughs> do we? We, Must don't really, we? we don't actually have to. We can just drink it all now. This is true. All right. Like so we, really, we can screw him over. Yeah. Big time. So this one here, a uh, little bit more hazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha- hazy Belgian style, which you don't really yeah. see too much. Is a hazy no. Belgian style beer. I uh, mean, the like wheat beers generally are a bit, a bit more hazier yeah, than, sure. uh, you know, not as hazy as like a, a New England IPA, but it's right. definitely mm-hmm. a hazier beer than a lager, for mm-hmm. example. Yes. Well... I mean, uh, anything else that you notice on it? Color wise, besides just hazy, again, yeah, we're uh, kind of dealing with like uh, that. Like straw? Uh, maybe? Very yeah, straw, straw like color, yeah. God, that is a great call. Uh, yeah, it's a very farmy, uh, you know, color, if you will. I will. You know what else <laughs> I is a good farm color? <laughs> Red. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. So uh, get sipping, fellas. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. That's a wheat beer. Um, <laughs> it, it is indeed. Definitely definitely get the exact characteristics that you would expect from a wheat beer. So when I was... We didn't really talk too much about the nose on this one, and it, it didn't really hit you that hard when you were no. smelling it. Little, yeah. um, but smell. but when you taste it, it definitely has that banana flavor. Uh, they they mentioned the, the spices. Uh, definitely get those spices, like the clove, um, with it, within this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also with dried elderflowers, coriander, orange peel, that kind of trying to get through that. Uh, in terms of the can label, just because I have it in my hand right now, um, just a guy in a field with a dog, straw, again. Do you think that guy might be Pepe? I think so. 
because I think that uh, was where this bear, yep. bear was supposed to That's be. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. So I, I would assume that that would be him there. Yeah. In the terms of the, uh, the taste of the beer itself, um, yeah, exa- exactly on point with what a wheat beer should be, is um, getting that, that cloveness, getting that a little bit of banana, a little bit of elderflower involved. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever eaten an elderflower. But you should. I think we've it. talked about that before, actually. I don't maybe know. Maybe. Come up in the past. Um, we need a producer that's a florist. Yeah. And yeah, then just kind of bring in flowers and taste them. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. It might be tough to find, though. Um, yeah, very traditional kind of beer. I've, I find this one um, high in clove. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, Do we not mention that there's a little bit of an orange kind of feel to it? Yeah, orange peel. Yep. Yeah, so I, I do get a little bit of that orange. Yeah. And that'd be more the zest side of things. Again, not the juice side. Um, more the rind, right? So um, top five flavor profiles. Number one, wheat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't put that number one. I mean, it's a wheat beer, but I'm not necessarily getting wheat flavor Suck on from our it. wheat. <laughs> uh, number two, belgian uh, Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, it tastes like a Belgian beer. Exactly. Right? So yeah. that's where it comes from. Yeah. Three balanced. I think this is actually a pretty good, well balanced mm. beer. I agree. There's nothing, nothing a whole lot standing out. It's just all equally there. Kind of like what I said in the previous episode, right? About one of those beers. Yeah. Number four is citrus. Like not yeah. a lot. I, I agree. Like it's partially there, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing outrageous. Yeah. Uh, number five, spicy. Uh, yeah, no, it's not uh, not a spicy beer. Yeah, and I think, no, right? but I, can, I think I can taste the different yeah. spices. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah there's like, definitely you know spice I mean? involved. There's, yeah, there's definitely because it goes back to being a traditional. Right, and I think right? what people mean by that is basically the clove, right? Yes, pretty um, well. So uh, Bruce is saying, like, well, speaking of clove, what about clove, banana? Like, mm-hmm. I would definitely include those in there. Probably replace wheat and. Yeah. Citrus. I'm probably. getting the banana on the back end of it for sure. If you let it sit there at the end, yeah. that's where I'm getting it. Uh, in terms of ratings, I might as well start it off since I'm talking. Um, I'm going to give this a 3.5. Again, so on par with my first rating. Sorry, I'm just uh, finishing it off. I'm going to give it a 3. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. Okay. And producer Bruce uh, giving it a 3.25. So, Brett. Math. Oh, God. 3.3. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3.3125. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. Perfect. Um, I think oh, we're going to round God, that down. Thank goodness that Bruce is around. Eh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> we knew he was good for something. Uh, we're going to bump that down to a 3.25. Yes. Very good. All right. And the third beer of this fun time. Yes. What is um, it? Yeah, so I, I got this one here. So the third beer is the last pass of the traditional beers, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, which is a session IPA. It's 4.5% ABV and 54 IBUs. 212 ratings, uh, 3.73 out of 5. Um, we got the straw colored with a simple malt backbone and nicely balanced hop finish. Piney, citrusy flavors from the local grown hops. Uh We'll shine through the beer. So yes, let's see nice. how that looks. Yeah. Um, somebody talk for just a brief second. I've got to just do a little uh, cleaning of my taster. So yes. just so everybody yes. at home knows, that's why you hear a little bit of clinking and clanking because we are cleaning our taster glasses between beers because that is what a craft beer connoisseur would do. Right. And what you should do too. You, you do not want, when you're having a session IPA, you do not want the residue of the wheat beer that we just had. You know, or the could, blonde. Or the blonde, right? contaminating, yes. if you will, the next beer. You want to get you know, that clean glass so that you can get all the flavors of the beer as it's meant to uh, appear. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's ready now. All right. Thank you, Chris, for <laughs> filling some time. Let's open her up. Ooh. It's open. I like that. I like that. You like that the beer's open now? I do. That's, that's good. It's and, better than looking at a beer and not and drinking it. And right? it's pouring into the glass. And a perfect pour. It's like like a gas pump almost. You got to be very cognizant here. Okay. Yeah, a little heady on this one, this session IPA. It is a little heady for sure. And I did pour it with some vigor, so. Yeah, you eat the fast pour, if you will. Yeah, get her in, get her out. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it does say, like, you should pour it fast and let it kind of sit. Sell right? itself. Have you seen John Taffer yeah, pour a perfect beer? 
right? Oh, that's risky, guys. Be careful. Yes, that, uh, yes. Electrical equipment there. Uh, it wasn't my problem. So if they if they screwed it up, then uh, it's on them for money, I not mean, me. I've, I've got a laptop stand because of some of the incidents that have occurred in the past. We should get one for the projector now. Also, you know, good idea getting that. Thank you. Uh, anyway. So we should talk about the beer. Yes. What do you see with this uh, session IPA? It's not what I see, but it's what I smell. Mm-hmm. The, I went to the, the smell. smell kind of first on it. Yeah, as, as very, soon as I poured it, it was very, uh, you could smell that very A lot of fragrance, right? Yeah. Very nice. I, I, I quite like this. I, I'm get, it. The smell I'm getting is kind of that like bready, biscuity-ness um, in this IPA. Yeah, I'm getting so. a, a bready, and, yeah, bready and citrus. It's kind of a combination between the two for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's nice. Um, I feel like the way that we've done this is is really smart uh, because it became... I mean, we're smart, so... <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourselves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wet horse blanket falls in line here at the old barn. Uh, yes. Um, anyways, the haziness kind of, you know, increased as we went through the beers. We went from something that was a yeah. little bit more translucent, something that was kind of mid haze, and this here I would say is full haze. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also getting a couple adjuncts in there. I don't know if you guys are seeing any some residuals uh, just I'm kind of floating not around. It. I, I saw some sediment floating around in there. Not huge chunks, but definitely a little bit. And as we pour this from the can too, I, I think it's important to note that um, I did get some of the, the the front end and the back end of the can. So some of those uh, sediment pieces, yes. particles, would be at the, the back end. So I would assume that Bruce and myself might have a little bit more uh, segment in ours. And we do not. Right, I, have a, I have a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, I, I pretty much have none. Oh, it must be great. Must yeah. be great. <laughs> well, let's, let's get... Yeah, let's, let's taste, taste this, this one. Here, you guys taste it. We will. I'm going to watch you. Oh, okay. That's good mouth action. Oh, almost came back up. <laughs> yes. Oh, a little acid reflux? Yep, yep, yep. All right, oh my my bad. you go ahead, Tyler. I, I would oh, say nice. that the this beer hits me initially with that breadiness that I mentioned that I'm getting on the nose, but then almost immediately turns into like a pretty heavy citrus flavor, which is very delightful. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the only thing I'm not getting from this is the pine. Would you say that you're getting pine from this? Because said the piney citrusy flavors. Yeah, I'm getting it. Um, about midway through, I'm feeling more okay. the, the pine, and it sticks to that IPA kind of style. Um, but being a session, it's it's going to be a little bit lighter. Yep. Um, yeah, I I agree. On the ba- the back end, I'm getting a lot of the citrus um, as well that just lingers. But to yeah. what you kind of said originally there, Chris, is it does kind of come in relatively early. Yeah. But it does sit. It sits there. Mm-hmm. So even now, I haven't had a sip in a little bit. Um, I'm still getting like mm-hmm. that that whole uh, citrusy kind of uh, flavor, and, and some of the pineiness yeah. still. I'm just gonna go with the can label up here for a second. Yeah, please. Uh, again, great artwork on all these cans so far that we've had. Uh, this is kind of just going through that last pass, right? That last kind of straw bale of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just looking at that session IPA that's sitting on your porch at home, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna drive this tractor real fast to go get there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think How all... How fast is real fast in a tractor? Oh, like well. 10 kilometers an hour? I <laughs> will get her up to yeah. 22. My tractor's yep. like 27. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say all three of these cans, really good art yes. uh, on Absolutely. them. Good so. job, Julie Veldblum. Yeah. Oh, she does all of them? them? Yeah, yep. three we've had so far. Awesome. Okay. So might change in the next uh, flight tastings, but right now she's done all three. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Brett, do you want to walk us through the top five flavors? Yes. So number one, hoppy. Uh, not, not only. No, not I only. wouldn't. I wouldn't say nope. one. Uh, okay, yeah. but definitely in your top five. Would you say? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It, it might push into five, but okay. I could yep. see it dipping down six, seven. Okay. Number two, clean. Eh, I wouldn't put it there personally, but I can understand that it's a clean beer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, three, citrusy. Yeah. Again, being a little bit more specific, getting more of that that grapefruit kind of mm-hmm. aspect. Um, yeah. I would put it number one for myself. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Uh, four, hazy. In yeah. appearance? It, sure. It's hazy, yeah. yeah. Okay, great talk. And number five, <laughs> bitter. I, I don't find this overly bitter, no, to be neither. honest. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce is saying maybe light, crushable, refreshing, balanced, a few other options to go for. I would say... Definitely crushable. I mean, a session, you know, you're, you're looking at a crushable kind of yeah. IPA. So. They're meant to be crushable, right? Yeah. In the most part. And, and good lacing on this, too. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of ratings, uh, I'll start us off on this one. So uh, this is my favorite so far of the Red Barn beers. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, this is also my favorite of the Red Barn beers so far. Or so far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> I a little foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't a four. That's from uh, 3.75 for oh. me. But definitely one that I would have uh, two or three of. All right. And for me, it's going to be a 3.5. Chris, we can figure this one out, right? Pretty quick. Well, producer Bruce, he's given a 3.25, so that's going to give us an overall of 3.625, which we are are going to round up to 3.75. The 3.75. Where's enthusiasm on 3.75? Chris, come on. 3.75. There it is. All right. Well, I think it's about time we move on to the flavored beers. Oh, yeah. All right, we're back with our second flight today. Uh, so the first beer in it's just uh, a red eye. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a red barn. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. I had a bit of a layover, and now we're in our second flight. I guess what you did. There. Yeah, exactly. So uh, our first beer in our flavored section or flavored flight is uh, the Five Acre Island, which is Red Barn Citrus Blonde. So it comes in at five point one percent ABV with twenty seven IBUs. So this beer is described as having distinct citrus flavors, which make this a fan favorite. It has hand-zested limes and lemons, which make this a great beer to have in the sun or on the five acres of Red Barn's patio. So this one has a 3.69 average out of five on untapped with 272 check-ins. All right. Well, this is written a little bit differently, but I'm going to do it the exact same way. So I'm going to open this can up. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't say it. It's very confusing. You know, I get confused with the script being different. Yeah. I wanted to open it up once, but you know, just not the same. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> All right, grab the can and uh, let's open her up. Ooh. I love how you said grab the can, but he was the only one holding the can. He was holding it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Let's yeah. grab the can. Well, it's for our listeners playing yeah. along, right? Yeah. Uh, so, just like our first flight, we're drinking this flight out of taster glasses. So, uh, use that proper glassware. All right. There was a bit of a write-up on the back, which wasn't in the script either, but... Um, yeah, I didn't have the cans in hand when I was doing that. Oh, fair enough. So, hand cans. It's almost like somebody else has a cans. Can hands. Hand cans. Uh, ooh. Oh, on the nose. That is oh, nice. yes. Yeah, you're getting lovely lime and lemon. Yes. For yes. sure. This is reminding me... Now, you might not remember, Brett, because you weren't here. I don't remember a lot of things, so... But Chris and I had some snacks one time. Some snacks. Oh, uh, is this uh, what was it? Lime chips. It was the yeah. It was the yes. The episode I uh, had to record. Remote? Yeah, yeah. Because we got the popcorn. Oh, and right. we also got the uh, lime pretzels. The lime pretzels. Yeah, I was gonna say on the nose. This is almost like Sprite vibes. Kind of. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It just reminds me of those lime pretzels. I was almost thinking like mojito delicious. vibes. Oh, oh yeah. Now you're speaking as oh, oh yeah. Other language, yeah. secondary language. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris so, yeah. is actually a mojito connoisseur, and he's starting his new podcast next week with mojitos. <laughs> <Just making plans. laughs> mojitos and mo's. It's uh, mojitos and me actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow uh, me on Instagram. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, literally don't. Uh, <laughs> he can't because he doesn't have one. Anyway, very uh, nice, good color. Uh, we've already talked about what we smell. I'm I'm excited for this one. Uh, I think this is gonna be very refreshing. Yeah. Hopefully. Definitely, um, it says a tropical punch to the senses. So why don't you give us a tropical punch to the earlobes? And uh, and me and you will try this one? Yeah, we'll try. You read. Okay. So, uh, again, I'm going to go through the secondary right up here. So, an acre used to be the measurement of 40 rods or 10 chains. Red Barn is situated in five acres, and our idea of a paradise or an island, we never want to leave. This juicy, sensational brew has a unique blend of zested citrus that brings a tropical punch to the senses. Nice. And while I had the cane in the hand, um, the label, again, by uh, Julie Velbloom, uh, you're just looking at some lemon trees with the sun just sitting right on it by a lake. Um, you know, a great time. Well, I, I, I believe it's showing that it is an island. Well, that too. <laughs> lake, island, you know. Uh, you could have an island in a lake. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yeah, yeah like okay. a base. Why, um, don't, why don't you taste that, Brett? I, I'm um, going to. Yes. Yeah. This, this is obviously very lemony, uh, very limey. Very citrusy. Citrusy <laughs> in general, yeah. Um, and uh, it, yeah, ni- nice beer. Like I, This is it, it ex- punches. extremely refreshing. It makes you a little pucker, a little bit. There's a little bit of puckeration, yeah. uh, if you will. 
Um, this one here is something that I would find uh, very nice. I, I don't know why, but like, like a water park. I feel like if I was just like hanging out, you know, enjoying <laughs> some nice water slides, come back and slam like three or four of these puppies down. You want to know what uh, you need to do? You need yeah. to create a water park with a brewery in it. That's your dream right there. Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole lot of liability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a problem. So when when I kind of first took a couple sips of this, I was like, oh, I, I wonder if maybe they should have done this as a sour. Um, but then I was like, well, I think then it might be a little too sour uh, with the For lemon sure. and lime. Yeah. I think the way they've done it is appropriate amount of sour. They, they and made a good choice. It, it, it's done really well, actually. Mm-hmm. No, I, I very much enjoying this beer. Yeah, I, I will definitely say that. Well, the, I, I wish I had more of it. Yeah, well, exactly. We're only drinking tasters of this one, right? I guess we got to go to Blenheim. Uh, so the top five flavor profiles of this are number one, citrusy. I would say absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, number two is zesty. Um, I don't know. I don't really get the the zest flavor. It's definitely like the actual fruit flavor mm-hmm. that I'm getting. Yep. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, smooth is number three. It uh, has a nice smoothness to it. Mouthfeel yeah. for sure. Uh, number four is crisp. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it does, it, it hits, it's very crisp. I, I feel like it's really good. I'm enjoying it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And number five is hazy, which, uh, it is a little bit hazy, but I would definitely not put hazy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we could break that citrus up into actual flavor profiles yes. of what that citrus is. Yeah. You know, we got the lemon, we got the lime kind of aspect of it. Um, so those could have taken to the top five right there. But. Bruce came up with, with a fun one, uh, Zippy. It's, it's 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 in untapped. We've seen it before. Yeah. Good enough for Bruce. Good enough for me. All right. Well, in terms of uh, ratings, I'll yep. start us off. Um, I'm going to go 4.5 on this one. Wow, I really okay. like this one. Yeah, um, nice. The one thing that's going to give me a little bit higher of a rating is that the fact that they're using hand-rolled limes and lemons. There's no purees involved with this, right? It is authentic limes and lemons. I'm going to give this one a 4. Yeah, it's good. All right, I'm going to bounce down here. So we got a 4 or 5, 4.5 of 4. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a 4.25. Producer Bruce is going to give it a 2.5. A 2.5, so, Bruce. A little bit out there. Um, it might be the fruits. Uh, you might uh, not like the fruits just as much as anybody else. Um, so, Chris, what's that give us as an overall there? Bella? So, overall, that's giving us a 3.8125, which we are going to round down to a 3.75. Yes. Said, we probably should move on to the next one that's in this section. Well, Tyler regurgitates. <coughs> no. No, you're good. I was just cleaning my glass okay. and then my throat tickled a bit. Yeah, a little tickle in the throat. Yeah. All right. Number two, number two, number two. We've got the Cherry Lime Wheat. Uh, 5.5% ABV, 11 IBUs. It uh, listed as a light, crisp, refreshing, and lightly tart with a zing of sour cherries and a zip of lime. Uh, makes this a great beer to enjoy those love or enjoy those lovely... Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay, good job on the type in there, Brett. Lovely pinkish red skies. Spell check. (laughs) Spell check or mistype. All right, so that's 28 check-ins on this one, 3.61 out of 5. So I'm actually looking forward to this one. Mm -hmm. Um, It's getting better as time goes on. I'm looking forward to all of these flavored beers. Well, we've already had one, so you have two more left. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, buddy. All right, uh, I'll grab the can again, and let's... Open her up. I haven't done this in a while. Great sound. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah, great it sound. has been a while. I just picture you at home, like, cracking every beer and being like, oh, that sounds so good. I don't even think it's every beer. I think it's like ginger ale. You know? <laughs> every can? Yeah. Like Schweppes ginger club, ale. Cl- expired club soda. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's open up. That's a great sound. I, I guess uh, I, I won't use uh, expired club soda in my mojito podcast. No, no you shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I like the color of this yes. one. A nice little uh, red red. Yeah, I was it. just going to say red hue. Say it. Red hue. I would agree with Fife on this one. There's yeah, I, I think hue. we're... Yeah, it's almost like a, a rosé. Oh, on the mm. nose, it is good. Mm, yes. Yes. Mm. That's definitely cherry and some lime in there. A little bit of zing, a little bit of zip. Yeah, like, I'm, like, oh, just a nice cherry pie, you know? 
Just mm. a heavy on the cherry coming forward. Mm. A little bit of lime there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not as strong as the, the last beer in terms of the scent, but... No, no, no. Heck no. Still a good scent yeah. coming out of it. Now, this is actually just going to the can art before... I mean, you guys can start drinking that. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, yeah. appreciate well, that. Uh, yeah. This is the first one. It's not really a painting. It's just labeled cherry lime wheat with a picture of a cherry and a picture of a lime. Look at that cherry. Mm-hmm. It's got... Oh, uh, it is. The stem is twisted right? already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, still attached to the cherry. Yeah. It's... Uh, you definitely know what you're getting. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is nice. This is, this this is, is probably one of the better cherry beers I've ever had. So I, I've, I, I'll say with a cherry beer, it seems hard for breweries to get that cherry flavor, but this one nails it. This is like <laughs> yeah. so cherry and that, in a good way and not a ton of lime, but the lime is just complimentary just so enough. Oh, so, yes. Just so nicely. And, and, and that just, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say like, it's a cherry lime wheat, but like the wheat aspects of the beer don't really come forward. It's just that cherry and lime, and which is really that. nice. I love it that. It just sits on your mouth like greatness. This is a very, very good beer. Yes. For sure. Um, big fan. Lo- lo- lovely cherries involved here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. So let's uh, maybe mosey on down to the top five flavor profiles. Um, Brett, do you want to start those? I was yes. just taking a look at this on Untapped. I was going to say that uh, local sour cherries and key lime puree was oh, what was involved in yeah. just to let you know. yeah, And I was going to say, like, it tastes very Florida. It tastes like a cherry pie. You Is mentioned it, smells like uh, a cherry pie. It tastes it, like how those cherries, like, I can feel the texture of cherries in, yeah, that are in cherry very, pie in this beer. Very rich, very... Oh, yeah, it's This good. is well done. They, they call this sunset in a can. Mm-hmm. Just say no. Okay. Mm. What's well. our hashtag with it? Not the actual name. <laughs> <of the beer. laughs> anyway, number one, <laughs> yeah. crisp. Yeah, I wouldn't be my number one. <laughs> no, but I, I know where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we definitely know what's going to be number one here in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, lime. I would put that as number two. Yes. yes. Yeah. Number three, cherry. That's a big number one. Yes, 100% absolutely. Yeah. Number four, refreshing. Yes. Yes. And. Going back to the comments about, you know, making the last one a sour or not a sour, mm. da 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 da. Um, I'm glad that they didn't with this as well um, because it is refreshing. Sometimes those sours can be a little bit too tart. You know, mm-hmm. yep. you have that puckering. Yeah. It doesn't. This, I feel like I could have three, four of these. And the wheat beer gives it some body, I think, which yes. is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. And number five, smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah it's a smooth beer for sure. Uh, producer Bruce Cumin loves the cherry flavor, but the fact that it's listed as wheat beer, which is one of his favorite flavors, might hurt his rating a little bit. Oh, okay. And I think that's the thing, though, is like not every wheat beer has to taste like the same wheat beer. It's like every right. lager doesn't taste like the same lager. Every stout doesn't have to taste like the same stout, right? Yeah. There's some variety in this, and this is one of our very first ones that it kind of has a different kind of flavor for wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll start the ratings off. Yeah, sure. This is uh, this is tough because eh? it's a really, really good beer. Um, four point seven five. Oh, you oh. want it? If you want to do it, do no, it. No, no, I think if uh, maybe just a little bit more cherry would have got me that yeah. five. But the cherry is a little more cherry. It's got a lot of cherry. What? A little more? A little what? more? How can you get more cherry? Well, you would put more cherries in it. That's how you get more cherry. <laughs> I think it has a, a perfect amount of cherry. Anyway, personally. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I'm going to give it a five. Whoa! Um, I think that this kind of goes a little bit counter to producer Bruce's his point, though, is, um, again, being a wheat beer, I'm not a huge fan of wheat beers. Uh, <laughs> this wheat beer stands out. I could have this wheat beer any day of the week, and I, I don't think I'd get sick and tired of it. Um, it is a solid, solid weed beer. It's okay, Chris. You can come to the dark side. I'm getting a five. Yes! Oh! <laughs> I think five stayed away yeah. from it because he was afraid. We'll give you five seconds to revise your rating yeah, if, you, if you want. If you feel 4.75 is justified, then by all means. But if you feel like it's a five, that's a five. Uh, I'm going to go to the dark side. It's, de- it's a five. Oh, oh, I will. That's, I will. A, that's a first ever. Three, five. First time having two. We've yeah. got three. Yes. Uh, and producer Bruce. Did not. Downer. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's giving it a four. Now, should uh, we ask Bruce? <laughs> Bruce, we'll give you five seconds, Bruce. Do you want to change it? No, he, he, he's yeah. good with the four. Uh, a very hard which, which Bruce did preface uh, yep. that it might be a little lower yes. uh, because wow. of the weeper rating. So uh, uh, what does that give us overall, Brett? That gives us a 4.75. Right wow. on the nose. So eh? that's probably going to be your top beat of the year so far. Wow. It, uh, like ever, I think. Mo- most certainly uh, for the year yeah, and yeah. for sure forever. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. You want to see coming, did. though? I, I, before we go yeah, on, yeah. This, this is a very monumental point in the podcast. Yes. yes. This is the first time that... Can you put like, and post-editing, can you just throw like a bunch of sirens in like birthday parties? <laughs> and celebrate the times come on in there? Like, Yeah, we'll, we could see what we could put in there. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll definitely see what we could, we could do. But I think that... Um, it is very tough for us to go ahead and get, uh, you know, a five in one episode to have two to have three of us. So, yeah, that is. Well, I, I'm pretty impressive. sure we've only had three fives in the entire history of our. Yes. Or no, each. four fives, I think. I've yes. had I've only I've had, had two, one. You've had one. OK, and so and, one. and now we've had three in in one. We had three in one, one episode one in minute. one beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the final beer. I don't know if we're going to top that one. Or sure as hell gonna try. Uh, this one is, is from their Farm Kettle series, and it is called the Strawberry Rhubarb Crumble Sour. That already sounds good. It sounds like a five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 5.3 ABV, 8 IBUs, 54 check-ins with an average rating of 3.91. So it's one of their high, highest rated beers on Untapped. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, we got to get moving. Yes. So yeah. this is an explosion of freshly baked strawberries and rhubarb in every sip. Provided by hundreds of pounds of local strawberries, the beer is as local as it gets, just like your grandma used to make. My grandma's never made beer, but she definitely made some strawberry rhubarb crumble before, and it was good. So let's see if this adds up. <laughs> it sounds like a fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's open her up. All right. Gosh, a five, a five, and a five. Yeah, producer Bruce, <laughs> not a five. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I would have been interested to see if you even gave it like a four, two, five, right? We would have been bumping up to a five. Yeah. The roundup, if like, we, if it we was could just round up to a five overall. Holy yeah. moly. So I think what we've concluded is we're all going to Redburn in Blenheim. Well, actually, just outside of it because it's not located in Blenheim. Close enough, though, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll get that tour booked up shortly. <laughs> Hopefully they so, still have that I was going to say, tap. so is that something that they would have frequently? Do we know? Oh, I think it was just a seasonal. All right. Wow. Well, here's the thing. We're going to go um, and we're going to try. Yeah, I think we've got to contact them and say, if you have any left over, um, just send them. Yeah. yeah. Just send them just all. Full send. Yeah. Please, we'll, pay for, just... we'll pay for them. That's fine. Yeah. Of course, yeah. but yeah. We, we just want to consume them. Make sure yeah, we consume get them. all of them. Yes. <laughs> Chris, you send that email uh, tomorrow? Yep. Thank yep. you. Uh, I'm writing it right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, on the eyes on this one here, she's a little bit darker in the red. And again, it seems like we've just done this really well. The progression of color on mm-hmm. these threes. Yeah. Very similar. Um, on the nose? Mostly strawberry. Yes. Coming Mostly through on the nose. Not a lot of rhubarb. Um it's funny, all three of these flavored beers have had a sour component in them, but it hasn't been the only, well, I guess the lemon line yeah. was both sour, but, yep. you know, there's been kind of like a complimentary uh, piece to it, right? So, like, I think within the lemon lime one, the compliment was the fact that it was a golden ale, right? So, mm-hmm. like, the kind of, the hops were kind of that compliment rather than it being a sour. So, we'll see how this, uh, how this turns out. I'm excited for it. Yes, so this beer just has uh, local strawberries, local rhubarb, lactose, and a little bit of vanilla added in, too. Oh, oh nice. boy. Um, and the label, just pretty simple and basic, just a nice little strawberry tied in with a rhubarb, letting you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Good. Is there okay. a write-up on that one? Uh, yes. Okay, this- good. I just wanted to make sure that you could read while we drink. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sucker. <laughs> For this classic sweet and sour dessert combo, we used local rhubarb from many different backyard rhubarb patches across the Chatham and Kent area, as well as fresh strawberries from Manatree and Blenheim. The team spent many hours cutting, pureeing, and blending these delicious local fruits into what is now one of her most popular sour beers, as evidenced by the ratings on Untapped. Don't worry. Grandma approved it. Yeah. Well, does Grandma approve this beer, boys? Yeah, it's it's nice. I'm definitely getting the uh, strawberry coming through. Yeah, this is definitely strawberry for sure. Um, there is 
a hint of rhubarb, but not a, a ton of rhubarb. And it's funny because this is the only of the flavored beers that was classified as a sour, uh, but it's not actually that sour. No, um, no. So, but, but yeah. You're getting all the flavors though. You're getting oh, the strawberry. You're getting, getting the rhubarb, flavors. You're, tons a little bit of sweetness of too, I'd yes. say. Yeah. Um, Which I think would be the crumble aspect, right? Because, you know, mm. that's a dessert. So you're going to get some that's sweetness. That's where the, yeah. the vanilla and the lactose is coming in there for sure. Um, yeah, no. I am, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to be skewed because of our ratings of the last beer. But, uh, my goodness, this is a, a very good beer as well. <laughs> it is a very good beer. Yeah. Um, do, yeah. You, do, you want, do you guys mind if I go through the uh, top five? Go ahead. Please. All right, so number one, strawberry. Yes. Yes, that is number one for sure. I'm getting yelled at here by producer Bruce. One second. <laughs> he doesn't give one beer a five, and he's just yelling I'm telling you, you know what? Like, just relax, bro. Oh, man. Um, God. You guys made a comment about the strawberries, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is a tough kind of flavor to to produce. It is. It is hard to incorporate in a beer. You're right. Ha- same as the last one, too. Like, we yeah. have had some strawberry beers before that are just kind of a little flat, right? Yep. Um, number two is a rhubarb. Getting a little bit of it. Yeah, a bit, but it's not It's not the dominant. Yeah. And I don't think I beer. want rhubarb to be the dominant. Agreed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of rhubarb either. Um, I, yeah. I say that like you guys don't like rhubarb but you do i i, I love rhubarb yeah. but I, at the same time i think in a beer as the dominant flavor i don't think it would necessarily be great yeah mm. unless you always need something strictly just sorry yeah. unless it was strictly just like a sour like a rhubarb sour even then i don't think like it, it would lend itself well to being rhubarb the dominant is what you call a complementary ingredient i think so it is yeah your secondary tier you want yeah. something with the rhubarb yeah. blueberry strawberry cherry whatever you right sure uh number three we have sweet definitely a lot of sweetness coming at this yeah i agree Okay. Uh, four is tart. It's not that tart. Um, it's not, no? Yeah. No. Uh, what's the fifth one? Yeah, because there's no fifth one. Ah, you ruined my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing the top five. <laughs> I was you trying to lean took, you in. You both took it away from me. And then he's like, oh, there's no number five. All right, no fifth. Um, what would you so think? So producer Bruce, make one. Light, refreshing, Bruce is saying. Balanced? Yeah. I, I would go with personally refreshing. refreshing. I would as well. All right. Uh, Chris, why don't you give us some, some numbers here? So, yeah, we just had a five. Uh, it's hard to, to top that. This is like really close. I'm going to go four, seven, five on this one. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to be a little bit lower than that. I'm going to be a 3.75. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to be kind of a smack dab in the middle between uh, you guys, which I actually am right now, and be a 4.25. And producer Bruce and I are seeing eye to eye on this because he's also giving it a 4.25. So that would give us a overall score of 4.25. So we don't have to do anything with that. There you go. That's we great. can just let her be. Yes. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we've finished both our flights, boys. So uh, that concludes uh, our review of Red Barn and the variety of beers that they have provided to us today. And stay tuned for our goodbyes. All right, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and anybody who did not rate that cherry lime weed a five because <laughs> they need to know. So from all of us and producer Bruce, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>